Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to the 415. My name is Raina Starr. With me for this month's, uh, let's see, episode. We'll call it an episode. For this month's episode, uh, we are no longer a new monthly podcast. This is our second round of it. And we're pretty excited. And with me, as always, is my co-host, Star Bustamante. The 415 is brought to you in part by The Wild Hunt and Desperate House Witches. Please note the views expressed on this show are our own and not reflective of the positions of the Wild Hunt or any of its associate entities. Please note strong language might be used. Um, Again, mentioning the Wild Hunt, please check out www.wildhunt.org, the pagan paper of record. It's fantastic. We need to support it. And let's get into it. Hey, Star, what's going on? Hey, it's all good here. Excellent. Where should we start today? Let us start with the protests. I don't hear a lot about protests lately. What's going on? Seems like they they sent in troops or something, or um, not the National Guard. Who did they send into Oregon? Who was dispatched? Uh, Okay. Okay, so, well, first of all, we're not... I'm not sure that it was. It's still 100% clear on what um, kind of federal uh, support was sent in. We know that um, that uh, border patrol uh, troops were used. Uh, apparently, some uh, federal marshals were used, uh, and then there were there were still some. Um, enforcement uh, officers or agents that were not clearly defined. Uh, As far as I know, there are still some protests Mm -hmm. that are happening. happening. Interesting. Uh, um, Yeah, so so there's still some that are happening, at at least in Portland and in uh, places in Colorado, Boulder in particular, I think, is still seeing some protests. Uh, there's not being a lot said about it or it being reported in the mainstream. Um, right. But they do. there do appear to be protests still ongoing. Right. My understanding about this was that whoever had been sent in has now been pulled back, um, and we're not really hearing about it, uh, is because we're not seeing any violence again. It's, it's just being a very peaceful set of protests. And my understanding is that the protests are ongoing everywhere for the most part. We're just not hearing about it because nothing serious in the regard of any kind of violence is happening, or at least not escalated to a point where troops of whatever de- – you know, dimension had to be sent back in yet. Right. Well, and I I think we need to be really clear on um, 
as far as there's been a um, there's been some confusion as to whether or not the federal troops were actually withdrawn or not. It, my understanding is that federal troops uh, are still in these in Portland at least, uh, but we're not seeing them. So they're still there. They're just not. Uh, they're not visible. And they're not uh, actually uh, participating in in any of that. And as far as I know, what protests there have been in Portland have been uh, peaceful. So now other places, yeah, other places, it's hard to know. what's going on because there's, you know, there are a few, uh, uh, there are a few places where there's, um, where there's definitely protests going on. Uh, just as, as of August 3rd, there was a, uh, protest at the, uh, in Chicago with the teachers mm-hmm. union that protested at city hall. I know there have been recent protests in Boulder. Uh, Ooh. So, but unless uh, just tracking all this stuff down can be can be tough. Um, and then trying to verify what's happening it can be even tougher unless you have briefs on the ground there, which we don't take time. Yeah. Yeah, we currently don't, but but that does take time. Very true. Um, just as a very brief aside, um, so I, but before we, we go further with that, my feeling is, uh, you know, for folks who are interested in, in participating in, in peaceful protests, just so you know that they are still going on, uh, please check with your organizers to see uh, what's been happening in your local area. Uh, and make sure, of course, to keep yourself safe. That's, you know, the biggest thing. Keep yourself safe. Wear your mask. Do whatever necessary to stay safe. Because we, we need you. We love you. We care about you. It's important. But um, one thing I wanted to mention before I continue with the things that we had discussed earlier, um, my understanding, and I know I'm throwing you a curveball here, but I'm going to do it, um, the AG apparently is looking to uh, get rid of the NRA. The New York AG mm-hmm. is filing a lawsuit. I saw that a couple of hours ago. I don't have enough information to be dangerous. I just want folks to be, through my limited knowledge, Star, I don't know if you've actually heard or seen anything about this, but it came out uh, like around lunchtime or so a few hours ago that the New York AG is filing a lawsuit to get rid of the NRA, which, okay, you know, that's an interesting thing. Right. Well, um, so before they filed, uh, there was talk, uh, there was some chatter on Twitter both last night and early this morning as to whether or not um, the – New York AG would, in fact, file for that because there were um, there were a number of uh, 
of options that they that they could go, and one of the options was uh, to force the NRA to uh, to dissolve. Uh, now, for for <laughs> listeners who don't know, the NRA is based in New York, uh, so just like what they did with with uh, some of the like the I think it was the Trump Foundation uh, mm-hmm. that they forced to uh, to dissolve they can uh, the the same rules apply here so uh, now how much how much obviously they're gonna get some they're gonna get more pushback from the NRA than they did probably from uh, you know the Trump Foundation but <laughs> There's some there's some pretty uh, pretty serious charges being being leveled at the NRA. Um, sure. You know we're talking fraud um, and misconduct. Uh, there's some some pretty big questions about how uh, how money was both dispersed and and how uh, to whom and how it was spent. Uh, mm-hmm. Now Wayne Lapier has already responded uh, since since this uh, was announced. Yeah, and uh, his his stance, uh, Wayne Lapier being the uh, president of of the NRA, um, his stance is that this is, and I quote, baseless premeditated attack on our organization and the Second Amendment freedoms that it fights to defend. Uh, and then uh, also is predicting that the investigation would reach its crescendo um, as we move into the 2020 election cycle uh, and that it's a transparent attempt to score political points and attack the leading voice in opposition to the evil leftist. I inserted the evil agenda. Right. Um, blah, 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 blah. You know, their members won't be intimidated. Blah, 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 uh, blah, 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 blah. You know, but, but, and they will confront it and prevail. So, you know, typical, uh, let's hear BS, um, or statement. Uh, you know, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see um, to see what happens with this. Um, I've got the yeah. um, I've got the preliminary statement here pulled up from yeah. what was filed uh, by Letitia James, who's the Attorney General for the State of New York. Um, yes. So, like, I mean, uh, she isn't screwing around. Uh, you know, she's talking about how the NRA has operated for uh, as a nonprofit in the state of New York, um, right? As a charitable membership uh, corporation, and really? as such, it's legal. Oh, yeah, you didn't know it was a nonprofit. Yeah, um, as no. such, the NR the NRA is legally required to serve the interests of its membership. And advances charitable missions, um, you know. And then she names Lapeer. She names Lapeer as its, um, you know, chief executive officer, 
and states that he has exploited the organization for his financial benefit and the benefit sure. of a close circle of NRA staff, board members, sure. and vendors. Um, yep. You know, um, I, this is pretty, um, you know, so she's bringing up fiduciary concerns. Um it's a it's a pretty uh, it's like That's four pages of documents. So I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna read all of it, but I would right. say that um, she is going you know full bore here. Um, if you uh, if you want to if you want to read the statement um, that was filed in the court. You can find it at ag.ny.gov slash sites slash default slash files slash final underscore NAR or NRA, NRA. Uh, underscore yeah. summons um, underscore complaint underscore zero eight dot zero six dot two zero dot PDF. And basically, the the entire complaint is 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 viewable online, as are most high pro, profile um, complaints these days. Um, I do have a yeah. question that I need. I, I I need to ask a question though because I'm very curious because you said you made mention of it being a charitable organization, and I must admit my ignorance. What? Is the, I, I don't understand what the charity aspect of the NRA is. I mean, I, uh, you know, I have relatives who are members, just coincidentally. Um, my issue isn't with guns. It's with some of the people who own them, and I just think that it's a good idea to have fair background checks. I'm, I'm, I'm a little surprised at the move. I'm not upset by the move by any stretch. I've just seen over the years different attempts to get people to do the right things with firearms. So this kind of, I did not see this coming. I didn't know this was coming. But I am curious to know if there is a, uh, a charitable organization that, that truly is linked with the NRA. I'm, I'm just a little bit curious because out of all of the people that I know, not one of them has ever said to me that I've ever heard in any kind of conversation that it's a charitable organization. It's basically the way it's always been presented to me was that, you know, it was a club um, where you could be trained. And um, these are obviously, this is information obviously from family members who are members of the NRA, but no one has ever said anything about a charity. Do you happen to know anything uh, about what that might entail or be is I've never seen that I guess I better research that um, so okay so basically their mission as far as I know I mean and I can I can look it up here real, real quick um, is to continue to secure and support Second Amendment rights for their membership, I believe. Um, okay. Let me, let me just let me just pull them up, and um, yeah, 
I just you find, know, you know, while you're pulling it up, I'm just, you know, my feeling is, as I'm sure a lot of our listeners is, well, <laughs> I've, I've never heard those two things okay. in one sentence. So, so here's uh, the NRA mission statement is, to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States, especially with reference to the inalienable right of the individual American citizen guaranteed by such Constitution to acquire, possess, collect, exhibit, transport, carry, transfer ownership of, and enjoy the right to use arms. Um, So, now this was updated I don't know if that was their original statement. Uh, this was updated on August 20th of last year. Okay, but see, now here's the thing, though. If you're going to be a charitable organization, my understanding is that that would entail certain protections uh, that are granted to charitable organizations. So I'm going to have to, and I will do this, I'm going to have to do some due diligence and um, before we go ahead any further with this, I think I need to find out what that actually means as far as were they ever a charitable organization? What was the charitable they, part of the organization? They, they've been a charitable organization, okay? Um, oh, okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I believe that they, that they started as an – you know, I mean, it's okay. So here's the thing uh, – that I think people don't understand about nonprofits. Um, you know, okay. you can you can be a nonprofit and uh, and take in massive amounts of money, and it's how you allocate that money um, and how your budget is structured and 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 all of that. I mean, and there's more to uh-huh. it than that, but. People okay. think of nonprofit as being something that doesn't make money. A nonprofit can make money, but they have to use that money, um, and they have to use it to to promote their whatever their mission is. So you know, okay. I mean, in a perfect world, you could you could own a nonprofit, and I mean, look at churches. You know, they pay their clergy. Um, you know, they pay the guy that that you know, or or woman or or person that cleans the building. You know, I mean, so right. so that there's definitely uh, some given. You can spend money. You can make money. You can spend money, but it has to be for furthering your your mission, basically, in a nutshell. I mean, and it's a little bit more complicated than that. For anybody who's listening, please do not, you know, we. I get it. There, there's way more to it than that, and we will clarify sure. next next month. But, yeah, so basically uh, it's an organization that furthers whatever they state their mission to be, you know, any church. Okay. You know, you look at how much money right. churches bring in, you know, and their mission is to further the word of God, you know, um, quote, unquote, Uh but sure. that doesn't necessarily mean that uh, you know that they don't pay their executives. I mean, every charity, every high pro, you know profile charity in the world, uh, and there's there are also I should clarify this: there are different types of nonprofits too. Right. So, right. So it's it's it's, it's kind of complicated, but yeah, yeah. So the NRA is in fact a uh, a nonprofit. 
And for next time, I'm also going to want to investigate whether or not, like a church, that they are required to pay or not pay taxes because that, I think, is, is part of where my brain's a little bit stuck. I need to know that for my own edification, and I'm sure some of our listeners might be really curious about that as well. Um, so I will, I will do a deeper dive into the NRA for you next time. So sit tight on that, folks. Uh, again, trying to bring you accurate information. Things are happening at the speed of light as well. You know this whole NRA thing happened within the last couple of hours. We did not even have time to discuss it beforehand. Um, speaking of things being discussed, and um, I just want to make a point of clarity at this moment, um, and I want to talk briefly about the difference between abolishing the police and defunding the police. I just want folks to understand that there is, in fact, a difference between the two uh, terms. That's all. Uh, when we talk about or when it is talked about to defund the police, it doesn't mean zeroing out all their money and taking everything away. And the information, if you're interested on where I got this, um, I was researching and reading this on the Washington Post, um, and it is an article from June 7th. And um, basically, uh, defunding the police means reallocating a large part of their budget. Now, we could get into all kinds of numbers of, of what's spent. Um, and it's different everywhere depending on um, your community, you know, your population, um, where you sit, where you're situated in your state. It, there's so many different uh, things that factor in. But the, the police get a certain amount of money, and what defunding means not to eliminate the police, but to shrink it down and to reallocate these monies into different parts of the community. Um, abolishing the police takes it a step after that. And it's not just taking, re reallocating a large percent of the, of the money. Abolishing the police does, in fact, mean getting rid of the police. And what uh, that means is uh, the folks would basically make decisions about where the money would go, um, again, similar to just defunding, but it basically eliminates the police department and turns to a group of the citizens to decide how policing, um, not tactics, but how policing would take place, policing in and of itself would take place. Um, but I just wanted folks, that, and that's all I'm going to say about it. I am not well-versed enough uh, to go further than that. I just wanted folks to realize that when we say defund the police, it's not the same thing as we want to abolish the police. That's all I wanted to say on that matter. Right. Uh, again, if I just before I forget, I wanted to mention to please check out the Wild Hunt at www.wildhunt.org, the Pagan Paper of Record. I know y'all have heard me say that on my show before on Desperate House, which is it's one of my favorite things to do. So I'm going to do it here because I feel like it. What do you think about that? But um, so let's. Uh, Let's we you know let's let's get into this Fourth Amendment situation. What do you think? Oh, one thing. Well, okay. Before we do okay, that. Okay. Well. 
Okay, so I just want to say a couple of things about abolish versus defund. Um, okay. I think that, like, what's happening, what might be happening regionally in someone's area and what the message might be nationally on whether we're talking abolish or, or defund uh, can be pretty radically different. So uh, I would encourage all of our listeners to, if this is something that they're concerned about, to look at what is happening locally and talk to, uh, to local organizers, whether it's Black Lives Matter or some other, uh, you know, some other organization that, that, is, that is mounting this because there are a lot of different community groups and organizations uh, and they don't all, they're not all uh, clear in their messaging or uh, unified right. in, in what they're putting out there. So just, just right. be clear on that. Uh, and, and as long as we are continuing that a little bit, I just want to say one other thing. There have been uh, one or two commercials uh, from the Trump team, and the commercial basically leads the listener to believe that the Democrats just want to get rid of the police. That is so not true, okay? Um, but that is another Republican tactic. You know, I, I feel like Trump is desperate enough uh, that he is employing anything that he's, he's throwing everything at the wall and hoping that, well, not just him, his, obviously his, his folks, um, they're throwing everything at the wall to see if it sticks, including Kanye West as a brief aside, um, because Kanye, you know, it's been very widely reported, and I'm, I am not in any way, shape, or doctor, but it's been reported that he is having some struggles, uh, uh, some mental struggles, and um, the Republicans are trying to use him as a tool um, and prop him up as a candidate in certain states where they think they can pull away votes from Biden. Um, I find that to be a really terrible thing to do to somebody who may not be fully capable of understanding what's being done to him right now. And uh, I just want to say I, I hope he gets help. And, and that he gets looked after. Um, and I think what they're doing to him by using him as a, as a prop is really kind of low. But that's my personal opinion. And as I've said, my opinion, not anybody else's. Um, but I do find it reprehensible to, to abuse someone in this manner. It's not, it's not fair. It's not cool. You know, it, it, that's a sign of desperation yeah. on the right that I find to be reprehensible. But anyway, all right. So okay. Well, and let me let me just interject here real quick. Um, as we're going along, I'm going to uh, post some links to uh, the the post on the Desperate House, which is uh, for the 415 in the comments. I will. I just posted a link for the NRA complaint. I'm also going to post some links on uh, defund and uh, abolish. Uh, so anyone okay. who's interested can can look those up, and uh, and uh, that will lead you obviously to to more to more links, and you can do your own research. Yeah, it it's, it gets extensive. So you know, it, it's it's fascinating. Uh, in, in some regards, it's a little disconcerting. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm concerned about the 
incorrect messaging that's getting out there, but that's not anything new. We're still in a pandemic, and a lot of folks want to act like we're not, but we are. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, information is good. Information, knowledge, it strengthens you, and it strengthens your choices in life for sure. But um, what do you say we get into the uh, Fourth Amendment? I'm I'm <laughs> I'm a bit of a scaredy cat. I have to be honest with you. Um, and the reason I'm a bit of a scaredy cat is because I, if you know me, if you've ever listened to Desperate House, which is during a political show, you will know that there are moments where I escalate in my brain and I go a little bit off the edge. Uh, maybe it's from being a New York person and paranoid. Or maybe it's because I'm old and paranoid. Who the hell knows? But the fact of the matter is, is that my understanding of the Fourth Amendment has always been you can't be searched without a real reason, probable cause. You can't have your home invaded without a search warrant. Again, needing probable cause. Um, But we're finding that what we all agreed it to be in, in the large-scale sense, is not necessarily what it is. And I was talking to my wonderful co-host, and I'm like, you know, they could just stop and pick me up off the street, too. They could pick up anybody, apparently. And so we wanted to get into a little bit of this. And, um, again, from, from the Washington Post, this is what I had read about the Fourth Amendment. Well, but before before you go there, uh, let's just okay. read what the Fourth Amendment actually is. Okay, so here's 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 the Fourth Amendment. Oh, you go ahead. No, do it, do it, do it, do it. Okay, do it. I'm with you. The Fourth Amendment states the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures, 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 and not, uh, seizures, not seizure salads, um, shall not be violated and no warrants shall issue, but upon probable cause supported by oath or affirmation and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. So that that is word for word what the what the Fourth Amendment states. Now there are some exceptions, right? <laughs> and my concern is always with the exceptions. Um, again, it you know there have been cases where there have been warrantless searches, and my fear because y'all know me, my fear is that with this administration, anything could be twisted into a probable cause. Uh, unless you are a, a diehard supporter, um, any reason could be given as probable cause. For example, and I will use myself as a no, no, no. I'm being told wrong go, Raina. Go ahead. Well, Correct they have me. to prove they have proved that there are extensive circumstances 
okay, which won't happen, which won't help you if you're being if you're if you're being arrested and your property is seized. Um, but the burden of proof is on the officer to show what that probable cause was and what those exigent circumstances were. They have to prove that. Um, if it's challenged and they can't prove it, then um, they're in a world of hurt. So is that why they left? Or Now, my understanding is that they left Oregon. If they did, in fact, leave Oregon, is that why? Because these were unlawful seizures, as it were? Is that possible? Okay, so, 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 so it gets a little complicated here. Um, right. You know? Uh, first of all, you know, a lot of people, like, immediately when some of this footage of people being dragged off the street uh, was was made public, you know, and, I mean, anybody that's on Twitter or really anywhere online, there was footage of multiple occasions of people being basically snatched and tossed into a van. Yes, and then, that's right. And then, de- and then detained, um, you know, they were never... Um, they were never told even what they were being charged with. Uh, you know, they weren't Mirandized. Uh, so there's a couple of things that are really important here. Okay, first of all, okay, you can be arrested and detained and, without being told what you're being charged with. Okay, there's no law that I'm aware of, and I, and I just researched this, they do not. Now, most officers will tell you what you're being charged with, okay? Right. But they right. don't have to. There's nothing that I could find that says they absolutely have to tell you what you're being charged with in, um, until I think when you go through the booking process, obviously you're going to know, okay? Oh. Now, they, can, they, can, they don't have to Mirandize you. Until you have been charged, you know, until they they want to interrogate you, okay? Okay. Um, okay. So so they can they can bring you to you know whether they use handcuffs or whether or or not they can bring you to uh, the police station can put you in a cell they can hold you for up to forty eight hours. Um, at the end of forty eight hours, they either have to charge you or release you. Um, huh. And there, there are there are a number of reasons that that they can, um, you know, that they can basically hold you, um, you know, probable cause. Uh, once again, you know, probable cause or exigent circumstances. They have to prove. You know, if they're going to charge you, they have to prove that that they had probable cause. You know, um, and that can be broadly interpreted as to what probable cause means, depending on where you are. Um, You know, I mean, but ultimately the burden of proof that that they believed that you were either in some way doing uh, criminal activity um, when it comes to a person. Here, uh, this is Minnesota versus uh, Dickerson, okay, which was uh, – actually, there are two precedents here. One is Terry versus Ohio, 
which was in 1968, and then Minnesota versus Dickerson in 1993. Mm -hmm. When an officer observes unusual conduct, which leads him reasonably to conclude that criminal activity may be afoot, the officer may briefly stop the suspicious person and make reasonable inquiries aimed at confirming or dispelling the officer's suspicions. So, now, this is not what happened with people that were detained uh, in in some of the cases in Portland. You know, there was one account that was really making the rounds. where basically these guys chase this guy. He he was like, okay, they're you know they have guns. I don't. Uh, they took him to. Uh, he really wasn't sure where they initially took him. He was held uh, for about I I think I want to say somewhere around four to six hours. It might have been less than that. Um, and then eventually they just released him. And I believe they did search, you know, they searched, they took his backpack and they searched. And later it was said that, you know, they were looking for um, uh, whether it was a laser pointer or whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that's what but, that, I think that's what. Yeah. But so there's so, like even less. I mean, my understanding, I mean, and maybe it's from watching cop shows as a kid. I don't know. But I always thought, no, seriously, I thought, okay, they've got probable cause. They pick you up, whether it's a traffic stop, you've done something to draw undue attention to yourself um, 99.9% of the time. This is how I always have envisioned it. I mean, I'm almost 60 years old, so I could be way behind the times. But my understanding was you draw undue attention they're, you know, or you've done something and they're looking for you, and when they pick you up, they Mirandize you, and they tell you what they're charging you with. See, I've had it all wrong, okay? This is what a lifetime of TV and no babysitter has done for me. So I was led <laughs> to believe that, I mean, true or, true or not, but, I mean, but that's always, because I've not been arrested. That's one of the things I haven't done yet. Don't send anybody my way. I'll discover on my own, I'm sure, before I'm dead. But the fact of the matter is, is that I have this vision of this is how it's supposed to go. And I'm finding out it doesn't have to go that way at all. (laughs) You know? So I find this fascinating. Um, What is the law as far as home entry and, you know, what kind of probable cause? How long does it take to get a warrant? I mean, do they have to wait for a warrant? Are there times they don't have to wait for a warrant? My understanding was if they want in, they're coming. Okay. So um, where the home is concerned, and uh, for our listeners, this is coming directly from uscourts.gov, uh, and I, I will post, post the link to the, to the feed. Um, So under the category of home, searches and seizures inside a home without a warrant are presumptively unreasonable. Uh, That's Peyton versus New York, uh, and that goes back to 1980. However, there are some exceptions. 
A warrantless search may be lawful under the following conditions. If an officer is given consent to search, that's uh, Davis versus the United States, 1946. If the search is incident to a lawful arrest, United States versus Robinson, 1973. If there is probable cause to search and exigent circumstances, um, which is also part of uh, Peyton versus New York, if the items are in plain view, and that's Maryland versus uh, Macon, 1985. So let's say the, the, you know, the police come to your door and they want in and because they've heard a disturbance called in by your neighbors. Mm -hmm. And so if they can see a bag of dope sitting on the counter behind you when you open the door or you have a handgun when you answer the door, which, I mean, like, who doesn't, right? I always um, try to have those things on hand. Um, then, uh, seriously, I, I don't, don't have either of those things. Um, but then, then they could force their way in um, because they can plainly see that the very things that they were called about, there's evidence of them in plain view. Um, You know, probably the biggest mistake that people make is that they let cops in. You know, if a cop says, hey, you know, we got a complaint from your neighbors, uh, you know, we like to just come in, check it out, make sure that everything's okay, and then people let them in, and then, you know, they see... Yeah. Right. They're like vampires. They can't come in unless you invite them in or unless um, there's a you know call for abuse and they can hear screaming, then they have a right to, you know, which and we want them to, you know. Um, sure. You know, if they have a warrant to arrest you, you know, that allows them also right. – um, to come in. So basically, when when they knock at your door, the idea is to not be uncooperative. However, you're fully in your rights to request that they display a warrant to come and assess your properties and see what's going on. Um, obviously, if you're carrying on some kind of crazy way and uh, you know, there are some bad things happening. Somebody's being hurt. It's obviously audibly happening. Um, they may make it more of an issue. However, um, you do have the right to request that a warrant be present for you to look at. And uh, I don't know what kind of information is on the warrant, but, you know, getting a warrant isn't as easy as one might think. The police don't carry them in their pockets. Um, they have to go, there has to be uh, some sort of an ongoing investigation that would warrant the necessitation of entering your property and looking for evidence, okay, uh, under most circumstances other than the one Star just read to you where they would immediately have the right to come in and enter because they have 
obvious probable cause to enter your premises. Um, but getting a warrant, you do have to present your case to a judge, and the judge has to sign off on the warrant. It is not an automatic thing. A lot of warrants that are requested, actually I did not know this uh, prior to us having this discussion, but a lot of warrants are simply denied because there is not enough evidence. Um, but in this administration, I never know what that means. Uh, that has always been the case previously. Uh, just so folks know, there was a time I was a private investigator for the state of New York. It was brief. Um, but there are certain things that I do remember. <laughs> but that's over 30 years ago. So <laughs> a lot has changed in the last 30 years. So, I, you know, just because it was true then doesn't necessarily mean it's true now. But certain standards do still apply, and you do not, you know, the police, again, do not have warrants lined up in their back pockets to, to just enter your premises or harass you. Uh, there does have to be probable cause. And there, there's, you're doing a hell of a lot more than just um, walking down the street with a doob, uh, Usually, in, in these cases, there's there's more that they're after. Um, but I wanted folks to understand that, you know, warrants, you are allowed to ask for a warrant. Do it respectfully, but do it. Don't just turn over your power. And that is, again, as Star said, a lot of the time, folks just say, yeah, come on in. Sure, we're here to help. And then they'll find something, and it's like, oh, forgot to put that away. Oh, oh well. Uh, yeah. yeah. Shouldn't have left that bong sitting out like that. Um, you know, I also want to make clear that um, when it comes to probable cause, it can be preemptive. It doesn't just have to be that they think a crime has occurred if they think one is about to occur. So... Going back to the example of, you know, my neighbors calling the police on me for, a, let's say, a domestic disturbance, and I answer the door with a gun in my hand, then, you know, that would that would be that could be probable cause. Which, just to be clear, I think it's probably a really bad idea to be answering the front door with a gun in your hand when you're dealing with police. Um, they like to see your empty little white little hands up in the air. Um, yeah. And, you know, um, especially if you're you're not a white person. Um, anyway, so so that that's definitely. I mean, and and in order to get you're correct. In order to get get a warrant, they have to have, you know, they have to get a judge to sign off on the on the warrant before uh, before it can be be issued now there are certainly ways that that can be played with uh, that are a little bit looser but generally that is the that is the the procedure fascinating i mean it's i i just find that all extremely fascinating and you know again things that we took for granted i feel that you know, so much has changed in the past four years. Things that I, I never had to question before. 
like the legality of someone leaving the country who lives here and being allowed back in. I think that was one of the first things that was attempted by this administration to keep people who were foreign born out of the country. Um, the desire to eliminate folks not like him. I've just not ever seen or witnessed anything like this in my life, and it's it's given me a great deal of concern. And the things that I knew to be true, I'm finding, you know, there's a lot that we agree to as a society that may not be hammered down in stone. And I'm feeling like once we get at some uh, to some other point, hopefully a point of more sanity, that we're going to definitely have to agree on what the real parameters are uh, as far as certain laws and not just assume that we all understand what the rules are anymore. Because I believe, that, and this is obviously just my opinion, but I believe that enough has been changed under this administration that, that again, things taken for granted cannot be taken for granted anymore. So, you know, so when I do get a little paranoid, it does help to remember there are things as settled law, um, and it takes more than a sweep of a pen usually or just someone's crazy Twitter feed to actually change all of our lives permanently, even though it seems like some of that's already happened. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Right. Well, and I think so – the the one thing that that I first of all I want to say that neither one of us are lawyers, neither one of us work in right. law enforcement or within the court, and this is all just our opinion. But if there is right. one thing that I would like for people to take away from this discussion, is that there's never been a better time to know exactly what your rights are and what that means. Um, and you can go, you know, everything that we have talked about today is easily searchable online. Um, the yeah. entire Constitution and all of its all amendments are online at uh, constitution.congress.gov, every single bit, uh, everything from the full text to, and the preamble, uh, you know, the seven articles. And then all of the amendments, of which there are uh, 27 uh, in total, a number, a number are no longer apply. Um, but everyone should, everyone should know them, should understand what they mean, and how they have the potential uh, to to impact uh, individuals. You know, know what your rights are. Uh, you know, if you get pulled over. You know, what can they do and what can they not do? And what can you object to? Uh, all of that is, is really important. Uh, nine times out of ten, bad things happen when people don't understand what what the law is. Now, the other point is that the law itself is, and the Constitution is a a constantly evolving the law constantly evolves and adjusts so it's basically it's a living document uh, all yeah. of our laws in this country 
are based on one precedent after another. Uh, and that, yeah. that's how the law is structured. So things do change. They can change. Uh, you know, if you look at where the where the Constitution started and the amendments of to where it is now, I mean, it's changed a great deal. Uh, yeah. You know, it's only been a, you know, it's only been within, what, 100 years that women have had the right to vote? Is that right? right? No. It no, it wasn't right. ratified. Yeah, well, it's okay, 20. Yeah, 1920, um, before it was ratified. Um, and, and civil rights, you know, le- far less than that. Um, far less. Far less. 60 years, right. not and, even 60 years. It's crazy. Right. Well, the the, the voting... Uh, the Voting Rights Act was uh, was was signed into law like 55 years ago, but that didn't necessarily just because something signed into law doesn't necessarily mean it's imme- immediately going to be um, enforced. Uh, you right. know, I mean, we're still seeing voter suppression, which absolutely. All of you out there, you know, all I can say is, you know. I'm not going to tell you who to vote for, but you need to vote. Every single person in the, voter turnout has been at historic lows. Uh, you know, only about half of the population votes in any given election and at, at local elections, which are often the most critical, even less. I mean, like we're talking like between 20 and 30 percent in a lot of cases. Oh, yeah. Uh, Very or, true. Or, or, or less. Uh, you know, people died so that we had the right to vote. You definitely need to exercise your your rights. Uh, but all of this, it's just important to know what your rights are, what the laws are, and exercise those rights. Um, there are some really interesting things happening, and we all need to be paying attention Um to, to what's to what's happening, uh, you know the right to protest. Uh, just recently, there were in uh, Rockford, Illinois. Uh, there was a class action suit that was filed uh, over protesters being detained for 66 hours. Okay, so this goes back to the you know the 48 hours <clears throat> and now they've and that's like two and a half days as opposed to two days 60, right. 60 plus hours yeah that's so, crazy uh, well the court operates only Monday through Friday uh, so I'm not sure um I'm not sure exactly what happens if you're arrested on a Friday and then you can't go to court until Monday. Um, you know, right. they could have, they could have, but if they've held them and not charged them, I mean, they have to let them go within 48 hours or they have to bring charges. Um, yeah. They have to have a, you know, so basically the suit that I'm seeing is a class action suit against the 17th Circuit Court Judge uh, Eugene Doherty in Winnebago County. Uh, 
and Sheriff Gary Parana, maybe, uh, also of Winnebago County, alleging that the protesters were denied their Fourth Amendment right to a timely probable cause hearing. Mm-hmm. So, Fascinating. Uh, it's incredible stuff. It's really incredible. Well, there's, there's there's a lot of uh, there are a lot of interesting cases that are that are liable to come up uh, over the the next next few months. As far yeah. as uh, you know, there's a Tenth Amendment case. Uh, several Fourth Amendment. Um, there are also the nutty anti-mask people who try to claim uh, Fourth Amendment, uh, Fourth Amendment or Tenth Amendment. I, it, it, it's just nutty. Um, it's already been established that uh, that they really they they can't. Um, that argument doesn't work. Yeah, but. It's a public safety issue anyway. But um, yeah, we are we are just about down. <laughs> so yeah, my on, my my minute minder just came in here to to remind you. Yeah. yeah, we are we are down to pretty much the end of today's show. Um, I want to thank everybody for listening and supporting the 415. I also want to thank everybody for supporting. The Wild Hunt, uh, please check out www.wildhunt.org, the pagan paper of record. Um, we will continue this next month. We will see you on September 3rd. Uh, until then, you can always contact Star or myself. You can either uh, message us on Facebook directly or you can send me a message through Desperate House Witches. And if there's a story you're interested in, let us know, uh, and, and we'll see where we can put it in if it's timely uh, to our next show. We'll, we're certainly happy to check it out, uh, and we hope you all have a healthy and safe month. Star, you want to say anything before we go? I think we pretty much covered it. I just I appreciate everybody listening, and uh, I look forward to next time when we'll talk. Who knows what we'll talk about? Maybe the NRA, and are they a nonprofit? Or... Yeah. <laughs> or the VP you know, pick. The VP pick could be it. <laughs> it All could, right, everybody. It could, it could. It probably will be because we'll know by then. I'm fairly certain. But all right, you guys, stay safe out there. Um, mind, find out what your rights are. Don't get caught unaware and stuck in a bad position because you didn't know what you could say no to. And we will check you out next month. Take care, everyone.